Amen, Father. We thank you. Thank you again for this opportunity. We thank you, Father, for your presence. God, that we feel is in this place. We ask you to look down upon us. Lord, that you give us grace in your sight, Lord. All these, Lord, all these individuals that we have lifted up by name, Father, you know their needs, O God. And Lord, as we have been petitioning you for them, I pray that you would continue to minister, Lord, unto them, Father. Reach out and touch them, Lord, and lead them, Father. God, by your grace, O Lord, that you would save, that you would deliver, that you would heal. And Lord, we pray for even every family, Lord. Have Every way, household, Lord, Lord, that is in this place, oh God. God Lord, you go before your people. You know our needs, Lord. I pray that you would minister, need, oh God, God in such a way, Lord, that all the needs, Father, will be met, Lord. God, for your people, Lord, and especially, Lord, for, amen, this work, oh Lord, in your ministry, God. We pray that you would bless us. Help us, oh Lord, that we can continue to be the light that you have called us to be, Lord. Amen, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord, that we may increase and abound in you and in love, in your spirit, Lord, in faith, in truth, O God. And I pray, Lord, that you would lead us by your spirit, Lord, as you have promised, God, into all truth. Amen, God. Bind us together, Lord, that we can be one body, Lord, that we can be in one mind, in one spirit, in one accord in this place. And I pray, Father, that you would pour out your spirit upon us, O Lord. God, minister unto us, Lord. Strengthen us, O Lord. Father, this we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Master. Let it be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Okay, all the, all the classes can be dismissed to your respective classrooms. Great to see everybody here. As I mentioned earlier, and... Of course, we will resume with what we have been <coughs> studying in the Word of God. Let me find my place here. Please stop. The Lord is definitely good, isn't He? Amen. Amen. Glad for His mercy and his grace, his loving kindness. Bless us with such a beautiful day. Yes. It's nice when we can wake up in the wintertime and we can experience experience the beautiful day that he's given us. It's uh, definitely refreshing. Praise God. So I want I want to uh, I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Luke, chapter twelve, and uh, of course. This is in continuation of what we have opened up as far as the Word of God is concerned. And I'll just kind of go back just a little bit to remind us to review some thoughts that we have already have uh, talked about, we have expounded concerning the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. That term in the scripture is a synonymous term. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're also talking about the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, in our last Bible study, we were speaking about uh, the spiritual 
economy and the principle of, of the spiritual economy that is given to us, it's uh, uh, given to us as an inheritance. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's some things that you and I are, are, we can inherit it as a result of Jesus and what he's given to us because of his sacrifice, his death, his burial, his resurrection. He's imparted spiritual, uh, a spiritual kingdom to us, a spiritual inheritance. And the, the, the very thing about this is understanding what is given to us spiritually. Mm -hmm. Spiritually. As we, we've compared that to what it is to know uh, the physical, the material, and, uh, and even, even to understand that the physical and the material is a result of what has taken place in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. Because the Word of God, as we know, God is a spirit. And so he spoke everything, this world that you and I live in, he spoke it into existence because of his, his word, his spoken word. So in that alone, we have been brought into, we, we have been ushered into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, by the process of being born again. So remember what, we, and I just I just want to do this to kind of reinforce what we what we have been sharing, that no man can enter into the kingdom except they be born again, mm -hmm. born from above. Then we can enter into the kingdom. Why is that? Because it's a spiritual kingdom. Yes. So when Jesus uh, was mentioning in his in his uh, conversation with Nicodemus, he said that uh, no man can enter the kingdom unless well, no, yeah, unless no, no man can see the kingdom in verse number 3 in John chapter 3 verse number 3 no man can see the kingdom unless he is born again so he uses that term born again and what that means is born from above and then in verse number 5 no man can enter into the kingdom unless he's born of water and of the spirit mm -hmm. so in other words we cannot have access into the kingdom unless we are born again, unless we're born from above. So as a result, Peter mentioned that, and, and I believe it was First Peter 1.18, he said that because of our experience, because of the salvation, we have been given an entrance into the kingdom of heaven, or to the kingdom of God. So, and, and so always remember that, the, uh, what we're talking about, the concept, the principle is... Amen. Being born again, the spiritual, the spiritual aspect of it. So, amen. So, I, so does that kind of refresh everybody's memories? Mm -hmm. Get you back to the place where you can understand that. And uh, so, he, here's the thing. And uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm saying this because it's what the scripture uh, teaches us. It's what the scripture uh, presents to us that no person that is born again of the water and spirit can enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. You cannot have access to the things that God has given to us for an inheritance unless we're born again. There's only one way you can receive all that, you can inherit all that, is you being born again. So the Apostle Paul alluded to that when he was speaking about that our salvation is, the, uh, the being filled with the spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. Mm -hmm. And that's in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 17, 18, somewhere around there. 
But he said, which is the earnest of our inheritance. That word earnest means this. It's a down payment or it's an installment. So by experiencing the infilling of God's spirit, guess what? That's our earnest. That's our down payment into the kingdom. So we can experience the spiritual inheritance that God has obviously given to us to, so that we can have, we can, we can live, we can operate, we can move in that, in that realm, in that dimension. So, so uh, this morning, I, w- I want to talk to you this morning, uh, following the same thought, but, but in a sense, this, this is what I want to talk to you about this morning, representation of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Representation of the kingdom. Because the kingdom of God is represented. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question for all you theologians. How is the kingdom of God represented? Through us. Through our actions. Through us. When we talk about us, if you're a child of God, <laughs> it's good to see those little bright eyes. He's really... <laughs> Look out there and see that little face. He's really looking at <laughs> Make eye contact with me. Praise the Lord. Good morning, Eden. <laughs> Praise God. But through us, the church, the church, the kingdom of heaven is represented in the church. He called us out. The ecclesia, the called out ones, the chosen ones. And so because of our, our experience of, of being born again, guess what? We are rep- we're representations of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. What, what, did, uh, what did I say that John the Baptist and Jesus was preaching when they, when they came? And John the Baptist came and preached the baptism of repentance. He said, repent therefore, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then Jesus said the same thing. Uh, John said that in Matthew uh, 3. Jesus said it in Matthew 4. Repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the kingdom of heaven is right around you. It's right near you. It's yep. right close to you. That's how close it is. Mm-hmm. And so, so they were speaking of it at, from the point of view as... It, being a spiritual kingdom or a spiritual uh, uh, dimension that is right here, right around us. That's how close it is to us. And so, so we see that. So, so when we talk about representation, uh, look what he says here in, in Luke chapter 12, verse number 32. Look what he says. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. It's God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He wants to give us the kingdom. Yes. Amen. Amen. I want, I want to try to make some kind of uh, comparison or so that you can you can understand what it is that you and I are recipients of because of our experience, because of being born again. How we would liken that to how can we can compare it to something so that we can liken it to given an inheritance. It's almost like a, knowing a wealthy relative, a, a, a father or a grandfather or somebody wealthy, and because you're related to them by name, guess what happens? In their will, they leave you an inheritance. Amen. And you get, you get, you gain control, you receive that inheritance because you're connected you know, by blood and everything like that. So they receive it. Something that you never had before, but all of a sudden you come across this wealth. Mm-hmm. We look at it from that standpoint. The, the material, physical, financial wealth. I would, I would love that inheritance. Yeah. I think everybody here would love that yeah. inheritance. Be blessed with 
somebody, a, a, a loved one died, and then all of a sudden you're, you're called to, to hear the, 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 the will, and, and all of a sudden they says they call your name, they say, he's blessed you with a million dollars. How would you react to that? <laughs> you would probably, everybody would probably be happy. Yeah. yeah. You would be beside yourself. Guess what? The Lord has done the same thing yeah. for us. Yeah. He's blessed us with the with the true riches. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. I know I, I use that in, in my uh, the, the last uh, the last word where Paul said this in Second Corinthians eight nine, and this this is something we've gone over. He said, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor." That ye through his poverty might be rich. So that's 2 Corinthians 8 9. So again, that's what he did. That's something that the people of God, it's hard for them to understand. Mm -hmm. It's hard for them to comprehend what God has given to us as far as our spiritual inheritance. I know we're, we're, we're not there. It seems like in our minds it's hard for us to comprehend that. But that's, that's something that he's done through our experience of salvation. And so, man, whether you don't feel like you're wealthy or rich, hey. Amen. That's right. Because you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are. Amen. Amen. But here's, here's the thing. It's hard for us to comprehend. It's hard for us to imagine that. Because of the way we think. Mm -hmm. We're carnal creatures. We're, we're fleshly. We're mortal beings. Yeah. And, and this body of ours, to a certain extent, it, it drives us. Mm -hmm. And we're connected to it. So the carnal mind always tries to interrupt. And, and in, in this sense... The carnal mind always tries to interrupt the spiritual things, the things of God. The Bible says the carnal mind is enmity with God. Yeah. So it's hard for us to comprehend, to settle into that. Uh, I mean, guess what? It, 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 sometimes it's, it's almost too good to be true, but it's true. Amen. What God has blessed us with spiritually. Amen. Amen. But we have to come to an understanding. We have to fathom that we've got to realize what's given to us because of our experience of being filled mm -hmm. being filled Amen. with his spirit that's what being born again is it's just I, I like what brother uh, Ari Prado said a lot of people he, he said he said this how can people uh, you can't have God without God mm -hmm. right right <laughs> yeah. right so being filled with the Spirit is having God. But it's, it's, it's the salvation that He has procured to us. But here's the thing. Because of our experience of Him delivering us from sin, guess what happens? There's a lot of other things that accompany it. A lot of other promises. But here, here we're thinking now, our minds always tend to go to the physical, to the material, even to the financial. One, yes, it, it does include all that, but... For the majority, it's, it's <coughs> spiritual. And, and it's hard to, for us to wrestle with that. Being a child of God. Amen. It's hard for us to wrestle with that. 
Uh, I like the conversation that Jesus was having with Pontius Pilate when he was standing before him. And of course, you know, in, in, um, if you go to John 18, uh, chapter 18, verse number 36, as Pontius Pilate was talking to him, you know, asking him, you know, are you really a king? Like they say you are. I'm just paraphrasing. Are you really a king? And Jesus said, yes. Thou sayest. Yes, I am a king. But look at this conversation in 36. Jesus answered. He said, look what he said. My kingdom is not of this world. It's not of this world. It's not of this, you know, physical, material world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. That I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom, but now is my kingdom not from hence. It's not part of this world, this material world, the physical world, you know, nature. But guess what? It's real. So in, in, in this, he was, he was saying that the kingdom of heaven is a spiritual kingdom. Mm-hmm. How many of you ever comprehended that when you've come, when you've developed a relationship with the Lord? How many of you ever comprehended that? Yeah. That you're entering into a, you know, a relationship, but you're also entering into a spiritual inheritance. Mm-hmm. How many of you have ever comprehended that? Amen. Amen. So, so we see that, and of course, uh, there's just little pieces of scripture that kind of give us, you know, uh, some information, some uh, some revelation and understanding of that, so we can comprehend that. Just little pieces. Uh, Mark chapter nine, verse number one. He says this. He says this, and he said unto them. He said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Making reference to all those that were standing around him. His disciples and of course all the people of Israel and maybe even some Gentiles that were <clears throat> amen just following his ministry all those all those years that he was there the three and a half years he was there because obviously when he came he started to preach he preached like no other person mm-hmm. he spoke as somebody having authority mm-hmm. and and so obviously what he was saying to them made an impact and that's what he said there are some that are standing here here's the thing and here's the thing, when, when he was when he was speaking about this, because uh, you go you go to the book of Acts, go to the book of Acts, chapter 1, and, uh, and, and uh, what he was saying here is understandable when you look at it from, you know, what the scripture uh, brings to light, what, what, when, what the light that it sheds upon us as far as uh, that is concerned. So, so we see here, look at, look at this in the book of Acts. Uh, we'll just do a little reading if you don't mind. Uh, but look what he says uh, uh, in the book of Acts chapter 1 we'll do a little reading here uh, just follow along with me the former treatise have I made O Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles 
whom he had chosen, <clears throat> to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So there he was speaking to them of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So you can kind of, right after his resurrection, you can kind of put it, place, piece it together through the Gospels and every interaction he had with his disciples, mm -hmm. speaking to them of the things <coughs> pertaining to the kingdom of God. But here, here was the problem. Even though he was sharing all this information, all this revelation concerning the kingdom, their minds were responding to it in a different fashion or in a different way. They weren't seeing, they weren't comprehending the spiritual aspect of it. They were comprehending the worldly aspect of it. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because up until that time, Israel was not a kingdom. It was not a kingdom. The last time they even had a king that ruled over them was way back in 583 B.C. So for that length of time, they were without a king. They were without a kingdom. So here was one of the things in every Jew's mind, in every Israelite's mind is, when is the kingdom of Israel going to be restored? When is it going to be you know, established again? So that was, that was their thinking. Jesus was talking to them spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. But their thinking was physically. Mm -hmm. And so, hence, we, we have this, uh, the, you know, what he's saying here, speaking about the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. You go to verse number four, and being assembled together with them. Now, now let, me, let me just kind of show you what's going on here, this conversation, this, this conversation they're having. They were asking him about the kingdom of God, obviously, and he was telling them about the kingdom of God. Yep. But they were not paying attention. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. They were not paying attention. So here we go. It said, Be assembled, verse number four, together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now, so, so here he's saying, here they're, they're inquiring about the kingdom, and he's telling them about the kingdom. Yeah, when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will, will, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So there it is. There's that question. Are you going to restore it? Mm -hmm. Now look what Jesus says. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the world. So here he is. They're asking him about the kingdom. He's giving them answers of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Ye shall be witnesses. You're going to be a representation. Yep. You're going to represent the kingdom of God. How? He was telling them, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yep. You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
That's going to be my representation. That's where, that's where the kingdom of God is going to be established. But it's not a earthly kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's right. a heavenly kingdom. Right. Are you understanding? Amen. So it's kind of amazing. And we see that we see that coming to pass. Because what he was saying, remember, I, remember that question? He said that in Mark 9, 1, when... when uh, he made that statement. He said that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. He was speaking to all his disciples. That was just kind of like a little hint. Hey, guess what? You're going to see the kingdom of God come in power. How, how is that? They, they didn't comprehend it. It was going to be the outpouring of God's spirit. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's why I believe what the scripture teaches. Mm -hmm. I believe it because that's how it's that's how it's, it's it's been established, you know, the kingdom of heaven coming. And so we see that we see what happened uh, in chapter two, verse number one, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm -hmm. So now, he said that there is going to be some standing there that shall not taste death until they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. So they witnessed it, they experienced it on the day of Pentecost. Boom! Beautiful, isn't it? Amen. I always remember Brother Hancock. God and the Lord used that man mightily. But as a as a young minister, he was always trying to somehow give us understanding of what it was as far as the gospel was concerned. What it was that the gospel entailed. Because the Bible talks about the gospel of the kingdom. Break it down in simple terms. It's simple terms. Gospel of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom. We're talking about the kingdom of God. Or the kingdom of heaven. We're talking about it. It's different than any other kingdom here on earth. My, my, my. It just seems like, uh, to me, you know, I, I try not to get too engulfed in it, but when you see everything that's going on in the world, you see all this trouble, you know, Jesus said that wars and rumors of war. Guess what's, guess what's happening? Everybody's trying to buy for power. Yep. Every, everybody's trying to buy for authority. Even here in the United States, yep. factions. Everybody's trying to gain power. Why is it? Because they're power hungry. Yep. But they're doing it in a way that does not really give credence to what true power should be or how it's represented. So that's why we see wickedness. That's why we see evil. That's why we see sin abounding because man cannot control his impulsive nature. And because he is influenced by sin, he will never be able to conduct or re represent righteousness the way it should be. That's why we see all this corruption. 
think to myself, I'm just sick of politics. Amen. Because they're not representing true politics. They, all these politicians need to go back in the diction and read what politics should be all about. They're far from it. They're all so corrupt in the way they think. So I'm glad I'm part of the church. I'm glad that I'm doing my best to represent the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. But I want you to understand this. This is what God has imparted to us through our experience, through the born again process. This is what he's put in our hands. This is what he placed in us. He's given that to us. You know, and James said this in James chapter 2, verse number 5. He said, Here can my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? Mm -hmm. Yes, he has. Yep. Amen. Well, as I was telling you earlier, Brother Hancock used to say, when you preach the gospel of the kingdom, when you preach the gospel of heaven, this is what he would say. I never really understood it until later on it finally hit. It just took that long for me to comprehend. He said, preach it in its entirety. Preach it in, in its entirety. In other words, don't hold nothing back. Preach the entire gospel yeah. of the kingdom. Preach it. Because we're talking about a lot of things. Of course, the gospel of Jesus Christ is death, birth, and resurrection. Yeah. That's how we come to that place of being inheritors or recipients of the, of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. But preach it in its entirety. Do not hold back on it. Amen. Everything that comes with it. Amen. Everything that comes with the word of God concerning the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. Everything that comes with preach it in its entirety. So when we preach it in its entirety, guess what's going to happen? Heaven is going to come on the scene. Yes. Amen. Heaven is going to present itself, itself to, to us and to all mankind. Amen. I, I'm just kind of blown away. I, get, I think about it and I, and I just... You go to uh, Matthew chapter 10, just as an example, I mean, Matthew chapter 10, just like an example, when we talk about uh, preaching it in, 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 in the entirety, uh, verse number 7, this is when Jesus was speaking to his disciples, telling them to go up to the lost sheep of Israel. Verse number 7, And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. There we go. There's that statement again. It's at hand. Boom. It's right there. It's at hand. It's here. That spiritual dimension is right here. Did you know that? Yeah. It's right here. Yep. It's in our, it's, it's, it's in our, in, in, in right here. It's filling this, this place. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the, in the midst of them. So his presence is here. It's, it's here. I mean, praise God. It's at hand. But, but to be able to get 
or gain access into that spiritual realm or that spiritual dimension. It's got to be by His Spirit. Mm-hmm. Are you all, are you understanding? Yeah. I just want to make sure. If you're having a difficult time, let me know. Because it's pretty simple, it's pretty elementary when you think about it. But look what he said. He said, go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How many of you believe that? Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. This, is, this is not something that's, uh, anything to do with the word of God is not philosophical. It's not philosophy. It's real. Yep. Yeah. The Word of God is real. The Word of what, what, what did the writer of Hebrews say? The Word of God is quick and powerful, yep. sharper than any two-edged sword. Yep. Quick and powerful, alive and active. So we said we understand that. So it's not something that we could. It's not just something that we can say. Oh, that's what I believe. That's really good philosophy. No, it's more than philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's true. Amen. It's reality. So so he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So look what he says. When you preach, when you preach, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to take place. This is what's going to witness or be a representation of heaven. When you preach the kingdom, when you preach the kingdom, he said, heal the sick. Yes. Cleanse the lepers. Amen. Raise the dead. Yes. Cast out devils. Mm. Freely you have received. Freely give. Why? Because that is the virtue of the kingdom of heaven. That's what exists in the kingdom of heaven. There's no death. There's no sickness. There's no corruption. There's nothing but life. Eternal life. So when we preach his word, his his eternal word, guess what? The kingdom of heaven, guess what? It's going to manifest. It's going to be manifest. It's going to come. And it's going to be evident. It's going to be amen. We're, We're going to see it. We're going to experience. We're going to feel it. That's how, you know, this... Amen. Amen. Well, what, what did the Apostle Paul say? 1 Corinthians 4.20? This, this, is, this is a challenge to every person that's a believer. Not just to the ministry, but to every individual believer. If you're filled with the Spirit of God, this is a challenge to you. Yep. As Paul said this, For the kingdom of heaven is not in word, but in power. So if we are representing heaven and we're filled with the very presence yep. that makes heaven heaven. Yep. Amen. Amen. That's why I said it's hard, hard for us to comprehend that. It's, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around that because we think carnally. We think as man. I would have never understood that. I would have never comprehended that unless the Spirit of God quickened my mind and my spirit. It's the only way it happens. He bears witness. His Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are the sons and daughters of God. So when that happens, when we're quickened, there's a reason, there's a purpose for the influence of the Holy Ghost. Guess what? A lot of people believe you don't, you don't need to experience like they did in the book of Acts. Guess what? They're, I'm going to tell you something. They're in error. That's right. Because how can you enter into something spiritual if you don't have the very yeah. thing? Yeah. Amen. 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 
So because you know that is given to us, because that is given to us, we have that. But the kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. That demonstration of power. Why is it? Because that's what the anointing does. That's what the anointing does. You know what? I, good example. Yeah. Here's a person that I, I, I belonged to a church when I was younger, up until I was in my early 20s. But you know what? They didn't preach the truth. I walked in it. I was faithful to it. All those years. But guess what? No power of God. They questioned God more than they obeyed Him. That was a And so when I come to that realization, here I am, a young man in his 20s, here I am. And here the Lord fills me with His Spirit, here I am. Boom! And it's just like, and here was this understanding coming to me. But see, the thing about it was, when, when the Holy Ghost was revealing that to me, He was revealing it to me, yes, in my mind, my heart, my spirit, but even through the Word, He, he was confirming it through His Word. That wasn't just like opening up that understanding to me. I was going, wow, how come I didn't? How come I didn't? Experience this when I was back there. Right, right. Well, it's because they didn't believe that way. Yeah. And so, when I, when we when you realize what God has given you because of our born again experience, being born from above, we're we're unique. Creatures. Yep. I've said that before. I've said that I don't know how many times. We're unique creatures. You know why? Because we're carnal creatures and we're also spiritual. We have a human spirit. That's how God connects us to Him, to, to him is through our human spirit. He's the one that created or had given us the human spirit. Our human spirit. So that's his that's the connection we have with the, He can quicken our spirit so that we can come to life and we can live for Him. Amen. So I'm glad. Amen. Yeah, I'm glad for that. But but I'm saying that because of this. We we do not understand, we do not fathom what God has given us. The the authority of the kingdom of God. So if we're his representation here on earth, we've got to not just, you know, we're we're ambassadors of Christ, as Paul said. We're ambassadors. But because we're ambassadors, because we're his representation, he has given us his authority mm -hmm. through his word, by his spirit, that we can preach the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come as a result of that. Of course, God is going to bear witness to it. There's going to be signs and wonders. Because we preach that. So I hope you believe that. Amen. But it's more than just the signs and wonders. Yep. Amen. That's not what it's all about. That comes. That's a witness of it. Amen. That's just part of it. There's other things that come as a result of it. A good example, you know, you think about it now. You think about it because <clears throat> we should not be without authority. We should not be without power. Amen. Because we're his church. Amen. Amen. Obviously, Peter must have came to an understanding because when Jesus was asking all the disciples, he said, 
Whom do men say that I am? So they begin to answer, well, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some say that you're Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. That's how, that's how they perceive him. He, obviously, he's different, because guess what? When this guy preaches, man, things, things happen. So they were trying to somehow connect him to the prophets. Well, he was a prophet. Did you realize Jesus was a prophet? So, so, so here's the thing. And Simon Peter obviously must have been just pondering in his mind and, and understanding came to him. He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, I like what the diaglot says. I have a Greek Bible. I like what it says. Thou art the, the anointed one, the flesh of the living God. Amen. Yep. You are, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. So when he had that understanding, because that, he knew who he was, hey, there he was, standing right in front of him. He said, you know what? Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood didn't reveal that to me, yep. to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Amen. So because you have received this understanding, I'm going to give to you the kings, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall yep. be bound in heaven. Whatsoever yep. you loose on earth shall be loose yep. in heaven. Was given. He's given you that authority and power because you have come Amen. to that understanding. You have come to that revelation. Every believer, if you believe that Jesus is the Son, the flesh of God, yep. Woo. Like I said, it's mind-blowing. It's hard for me just to sit down on this kind of information. <laughs> I'm just a mere man. But when God begins to quicken that, you know, the truth, and it's just like, wow. I can understand why Jeremiah said that. It's like fire shut up in my bones. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> Back in our sinful days, that was a long time ago. Used to get crazy, go up and, you know, we used to say, raise H E L L. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't afraid. We did things. We just, right off, impulsive creatures. We just yeah. shouting and yeah. cursing and doing yeah. ungodly things and getting beside ourselves. It's just like, whew, and we did that for, for the devil. Yeah. How come we can't do that for God? Yeah. How, how come we can't let God move us so much that we can do what God called us to do? Yeah. It just seems like we're always reserved when it comes to that. Yeah. You don't want to become a fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> Still talking about representation. So here's the thing. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. <laughs> Representation of that kingdom. What God has purpose and what he has fulfilled. You notice that when he spoke it. We read that in the book of Acts. You notice that when he spoke it, he spoke it to his people. He spoke it to the church. The church is, go is called out. The ecclesia. Yep. The chosen ones. 
You're the ones called out. You're going to be a representation of the kingdom mm -hmm. because that's the kingdom. Guess what? It's a, right now. Yeah, let, let me say it this way. It's temporary. Yeah. Because he's getting, he's, the church is that representation. The reason why I say it's temporary, because after, after the, the sixth dispensation is over, guess what happens? The seventh dispensation begins. That's the millennial reign of Christ. Yeah. For a thousand years. So he's preparing us for that thousand year reign. Amen. So it's everything that we have right now is temporal. We're just representing. It's a temporal representation until the literal reign of Jesus Christ for those thousand years. Amen. Woo. Is that kind of... Yeah. Is that kind of Amen. help you to understand? Yep. So what he literally gives to us, it's just like... <laughs> I guess, I, you know, what little I said, what little... But that's kind of how we react it. We react little. Yeah. <laughs> when we should be allowing the Lord just to minister. So I said, when I say representation, how, how we can be that representative. And, 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 and of course, so look, look, look what Paul says in, in Romans 14, 17. And I know he's, he's writing this in sense to all the observation and laws that the Jews used to, to uh, observe, you know, the dietary laws and all those laws. But so he was making, uh, you know, his his he was he was, you know, speaking about that, you know, as far as things that you do, observe, uh, observing certain laws, you do this because that's your understanding of the kingdom of heaven. But look what he says, verse number seventeen: For the kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink. It's not in meat and drink. It's not. And he was saying it's not in your dietary laws. But the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, he says. Is in righteousness, but in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. That's the kingdom of heaven. That's the true representation. Guess what? When you are filled, guess what? You're filled with the spirit that makes heaven heaven. Amen. So because of that, you're experiencing that heavenly virtue, that heavenly, amen. When he talks about power, the Greek word dunamo. Amen. Power, amen, means this. It just means that, that energy, that authority that's given to us as a result of being infilled. Amen. So, and right away, that's why I say it's not just in signs and wonders and miracles. It's in this. You know what's going to happen? That virtue of righteousness. Amen. Why is that? Well, the Bible and... Uh, the, 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 the writer in Hebrews was speaking about this in Hebrews chapter 1, and he was basically quoting the book, the book of Psalms. And this is what he said in verse number 8. He said, But unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. It's everlasting kingdom. Forever and ever. And look what he says. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So in other words, a scepter is a symbol of power, of rule, of authority. Mm -hmm. When you walked into the presence of a king, guess what? When he extended that scepter out to you, he gave you permission to come before him. Mm -hmm. But that scepter represented his kingdom. So what represents Christ's kingdom? Righteousness. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So guess what? You know what's going to rule in our hearts? Yeah. Righteousness. 
His righteousness, not our righteousness, His righteousness. We're going to be upright with God. Amen. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellow. So I want you to understand something here. reason why the Lord led me to this passage of Scripture, none of you probably really don't really see the connection here, but when he talked about that righteousness, that righteousness that was going to be uh, that was going to be evidence in his people of God, in, in him and in the people of God, that righteousness was going to be the result of the anointing. Mm. The oil of gladness above thy fellows. So guess what happens to us? We all know what we used to be. Our sins, there's so many of them. We all know what our old habits used to be. The lifestyles we used to live, our conduct, our behavior. We all know how we were when we lived in sin. Wasn't good, was it? And we tried sometimes our 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 human spirit would, you know, come under conviction and sometimes it would try to correct us and hey, you know, but we didn't listen to it. That's what our conscience is, is our human spirit speaking to us. But we wouldn't pay attention to it because you know what? Sin overpowered this member. And this member did what it wanted to do. They basically, sin dictated to your flesh what you wanted to do, and you did it. Right. We all know that. There's shameful things we probably all did that we don't want to mention. I'm glad it's under the blood. Amen. All my sins are under the blood. But that's, what, that's the life I used to live, and that's the life you used to live. But when you came to know Jesus Christ, guess what? He fills you with His Spirit. So now His righteousness is in you. So because of that, guess what? Here's, here's evidence of his righteousness. Guess what? You don't live that life no more. That's right. Amen. You don't do those things no more. Amen. You're free from it. They're absent from your life. Why is it? Because you're filled with his righteousness. So guess what? You're walking in his righteousness. Amen. Amen. Man, it just blows my blows me away. <laughs> the realization. Did you know that the concepts are God's principles that He has given to us through His Word, especially concerning the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Did you know that they work? Amen. When you actually submit yourself to them, when you actually, when you're walking, the only way it's going to work is if you're if you allow the Holy Ghost to lead you. Yeah. They that are led of the Spirit are the sons of God. Guess what? If you're not led of the Spirit, you're not a son or you're not a daughter of God. So they that are led of the Spirit are the sons of God. So guess what? They work. So when the the, the Holy Ghost quickens us, we're going to be able to live in His righteousness. So when you live in his righteousness, guess what? Because you're living in his righteousness, you don't have the judgment of your sins upon you. So because you don't have that weight and burden upon you, guess what? We all know what that's like. Didn't yep. we? We, we were tormented. We were, we were burdened when we lived in sin. We were worried. Yep. But after the Lord alleviated, took it all that weight and forgave us, guess what? That burden's lifted. We feel peace. 
So because we feel peace, guess what? Here comes the joy yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm actually a happy man. Amen. Are you happy? Yep. So, 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 like he said, uh, uh, when he's talking about the, the the righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when you when you humble yourself and, and, and God's righteousness is, is what is is being evident or what is existing in the in the child of God in their life, you're going to see some phenomenal results. Uh, let, let me take you back to the Old Testament. This man, I'm running out of time already. Uh, let me see. Let's go back to the book of First Kings. This is just an example. First Kings chapter ten. If you would go there with me, First Kings chapter ten. <clears throat> I'll give you a little time to get there. Amen. First Kings chapter ten. <laughs> Let me see here if I can find it myself. First Kings chapter ten. Where am I? Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. First Kings chapter ten. If you have it, say Amen. Amen. Remember, Israel was the representation of God on earth. Started out with, the, of course, Saul, 40 years reign, David, 40 years, and then with his son Solomon. Those, under those three uh, kings, of course, the, the people of Israel were in somewhat united. But after that, of course, the kingdom split. But, but look what happens. Here's a good example of what happens when the kingdom of heaven, when, when, you, when you walk with God in the manner that he wants you to walk with him, guess what happens? Because you please God, God will please you. God will bless you. You will walk in good fortune. You will walk in life. You will, you will experience you experience his love. You experience his joy. You experience his peace. So when we do that, when we submit ourselves, so here's a good example. Look at verse number four in First Kings number ten. <clears throat> and when the queen of Sheba has seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house he had built, talking about now, this is under his his uh, his kingship, but this is a representation of God's kingdom on earth. Israel was a representation of God's kingdom on earth. So look what it says. And the meat of his table, verse number 5, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, and his, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believe not the words until I came, and mine eyes have seen it, and behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and thy prosperity 
exceedeth the fame which I heard. Now look what she says. Happy are thy men. Happy are thy servants which stand continually before thee. And they that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God which delighteth in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. So there was a moment in King Solomon's life where he did represent God's righteousness. Amen. So as a result, the kingdom of Israel enjoyed peace and prosperity. Amen. 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 Ooh. My, my, my. Amen. So obviously what God has given us in his spirit and, and a lot of times we, we think that we can't attain to that. We can't attain to that. But we can if we walk in His Spirit. Amen. We'll be Amen. able to attain to that. We'll be able to experience that. We'll be able to experience what it is to really truly be happy, yeah. joyous. Because that's what God, that's the, the ultimate experience any individual can have. But here's the thing. Remember when the Lord was teaching His disciples about prayer? We might say, well, how, how, how can we bring that into our life? And, and the Lord was teaching the disciples about prayer. You can, you can study about the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you go back into uh, Matthew chapter 6, and you can study the Lord's Prayer. But look what he said. When he was, was, when he was instructing them about the Lord's Prayer, <clears throat> one of the things about the Lord's Prayer was this. When we pray, you know what he said to the disciples to pray for? He said, thy kingdom come. Yep. Thy will be done in earth yep. as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. So when we pray and we seek God, if we're seeking the kingdom, as Jesus said that, seek ye first the kingdom of God yeah. and all its righteousness, yeah. and all these things will be added unto you. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we understand that when he was saying that, we can pray. We can literally bring heaven on the scene. Heaven, we could, we could experience heaven. It can Amen. be evident. We could bring it on the scene. Praise God. Thank you very much. We're out of time already. I hope, I hope that was something that you could be blessed with in uh, taking our break and we'll be back at 1230 with prayer. So God bless you. Be with another in Jesus' name.